Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Outgrow's Marketer of the Month. I'm your host, Dr. Saksham Sharda. I'm the creative director at outgrow.co. And for this month, we're going to interview Raul Galera, who is the chief advocate at Referral Candy, which is a referral program software for e-commerce. Thanks for joining us, Raul. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So, Raul, we're going to start with a rapid-fire round just to break the ice. You get three passes. In case you don't want to answer the question, you can just say pass. But try okay. to keep your answers to one word or one sentence only, okay? Okay. All right, so the first one. How long does it take you to get ready in the mornings? Uh, seconds. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment of your life? Uh, pass, I guess. <laughs> How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Uh, probably five. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blank. An upcoming marketing trend is blank. Uh, community marketing. The city in which the best kiss of your life happened. <laughs> uh, Cadiz. Pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey? Uh, Jack Dorsey. Okay. The first movie that comes to your mind when I say the word ambition? <laughs> okay, the first one is Scarface. Probably not a good reference, but... <laughs> For sure. When did you last cry and why? Uh, at a hospital about a year ago. Okay. The biggest mistake of your career? Not listening. No. <laughs> okay. How do you relax? Um, reading, um, exercising. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say by not listening. <laughs> but okay. How many, <laughs> cups of how many cups of coffee do you drink per day? Uh, five. A habit of yours that you hate? Uh, not listening. <laughs> <laughs> the most valuable skill you've learned in life? <laughs> um, how to write. How to what? How to write. Like write okay, emails, how write, to write. Uh, I thought you were going to say listening again, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite Netflix show? Ooh. Um, Big Mouth. Okay, so that's the end of the rapid fire round. You scored nine on 10 and you win. Uh, hold on. You win a car. Just kidding, you don't. <laughs> but thanks for participating anyway. Uh, now we're going to go on to the bigger questions. The first one is like, in your own words, can you define what Referral Candy does and how you help your clients and how it's different from other referral marketing platforms out there? Yeah, so uh, what Referral Candy does is that we help uh, e-commerce brands to set up and run customer referral programs. Um, and like the, 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 main, the main point behind this is to help them get set up in a matter of, of minutes. So they just need to um, add a few items uh, to the referral program, kind of like define the rewards, 
um, add some some visual assets, and we literally take care of the the rest of launching the campaign for them. Um, and one of the main uh, kind of like difference points between referral candy and kind of the rest of the competition in the referral and, and loyalty space. Um, well, first of all, is that we've been around for over ten years now, so we're actually one of the I would say pioneers in the in the referral marketing space for for e-commerce. Um, and we also we've remained niche um, and like highly. Uh, focused on just referrals. Uh, a lot of our competition uh, decided to expand with other products besides uh, referrals and adding just referrals as, as a feature. We decided that referrals are actually you know enough of a of an important uh, segment of uh, any referral and any marketing strategy that it deserves its own uh, its own software and its own kind of you know dedication to it. So that's I would say that's one of my our our, our main points. So having been one of the first companies to be doing this, what is something about the referral marketplace that you have noticed has evolved in the past 10 years? Something interesting that's happened, something radical, something controversial? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if there's anything controversial, um, but we've seen uh, changes in how brands are approaching referral marketing. Um, traditionally, it's been a way to just uh, acquire new customers. So, uh, I mean, essentially what referral marketing does is that it turns your customer base into your own sales team or marketing team. Um, and so kind of like following the trend that we've seen over the past few years where e-commerce brands had this mentality of growing at all costs, um, referral marketing was seen just as a way of feeling that growth uh, by adding new customers uh, and you know bringing new customers to the store. One change that we've seen over the past couple of years uh, that it's it's been pushed by well the, the, the rise in, in ad costs, the uh, the competition and also just COVID that's you know put everything upside down. Um, it's how brands are now starting to look at referral marketing not only as a way to acquire new customers but also as a way to retain their existing ones. So if you're running a referral program and you are uh, rewarding your customers with, uh, let's say, a discount or an incentive uh, to buy again after they refer a friend, uh, you're making sure that you're keeping those customers for longer than you used to. So that retention side of something that we've seen uh, that has increased a lot in the past in the past few years. Um, I also I mentioned community marketing in the in the rapid fire question. It's something that I see. I think brands are going to have to pay more and more attention in the next few years. Community marketing is just essentially um, creating a community <laughs> around your brand, right? You have something in common with your customer base and your customers within themselves, they have things in common. It could be a hobby, it could be a, 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 a theology, whatever it is. Uh, so kind of building a place for them to hang out, to communicate and to share experiences with each other and with your brand. Um, it's something that some brands are doing extremely well. And as we get into this highly competitive, more and more brands are going to have, have to start uh, looking at that as well. And how important do you think it is to strategize and spend time to plan a good referral program in the first place? Um, I don't I don't think that the initial planning, uh, it's that important. Um, the kind of like the, the key items they need to look at when you're launching the program is, you know, what are your margins? What what can you afford to give uh, as a discount uh, to incentivize friends to buy for the first time, but also uh, for customers 
to you know go out and, and make those referrals so uh, that kind of like financial incentive is something you need to look and see what you know what you as a brand can afford to give to acquire those new customers and also to retain the ones that you already have um but at the end of the day this is about creating a program that's going to speak to your customers so you probably already know um what would drive your customers to generate referrals in the first place which in a lot of the cases it's having a good product um so uh, the fact that you have a good product in, in a lot of the cases is incentive enough for your customers to go and, and refer their friends um so it's just a, it's just a matter of building on on top of that really you'll always have the opportunity to to test the, the the reward structure you know see if you if given a higher discount or a higher incentive or a, a higher cash reward uh, turns into a higher percentage of referrals but initially i'm not planning that need to be involved um because you already know all of your customers by the time you think of launching a referral program hmm. and how has the boom of influencer marketing affected your business <laughs> um, we actually have um, a lot of customers that are using referral candy uh, in two different ways. They are using it uh, just for their, their customer referral program, so just traditional uh, get twenty percent, get twenty percent type of thing uh, in which customers refer their friends. Uh, but they're also using referral candy as a way to run kind of like private or, or closed VIP referral programs for either their top advocates or for influencers. Uh, with a different set of, of rewards and we're seeing that happening a lot and one of the reasons why uh, brands are starting to look at influencer marketing from the referral marketing perspective is that um, and this is something we've we've heard from merchants directly is that when they when they interact with uh, advocates sorry when they interact with uh, influencers uh, influencers either fixed payment or or some sort of upfront uh, kind of payment they're not really um working on a commission basis uh, that, that would you know kind of like give them more money as they refer more people um and so being able to add that performance based uh you know type of incentive for for both for the brands and for the influencers it's really interesting because for for the influencers they they have the upside of potentially making a lot of money if they if they're able to you know spread the word but also for the brands, uh, they don't need to make that upfront payment or you know, just just pay for the content. Instead, they're paying for what they're getting. They're giving a, a reward to the influencer um, based on the number of sales that they generated through them. So I think it's uh, really leveling the field that, than than it used to be. Um, and yeah, we have quite a lot of brands that are using uh, their their referral software that they're using for their own referral program as a way to track how their influencers are, are doing. And I expect that if anything this is going to grow over the next few years so which brings us kind of to the next question which is how is referral marketing then different from affiliate marketing and which form of reward do you think attracts the most in referral programs so the main difference between referral marketing and affiliate marketing is the audience itself so when you're running a referral program um you are incentivizing your own customers uh, which are not you know, professional sellers or professionals in, in, in any shape or form in, uh, on the uh, uh, on the sales or marketing field. Um, they are just naturally providing recommendations to their friends and family. And so the the audience that you are speaking to, which are your customers, and also the audience that your customers are speaking to, it's, it's familiar. Right? It's people that are in their close circle. And so it, it makes sense that 
the structure gives incentives to both sides, both the customer that's making the recommendation and also the friend that's being introduced to the brand for the first time. Now, affiliates, um, it's a little bit more professional in a way, right? Um, the, the audience, it's a lot different. Uh, when when uh, affiliates, which is typically people that have, um, let's say, a YouTube channel or, or a blog uh, or some sort of some sort of online presence and they're expert in one particular field, uh, when those people talk to their audience, they're not necessarily close to their audience. They're not necessarily close to the people that are going to end up making purchases through them. So the reward structure is a lot different in the affiliate world. It's typical that the the affiliate, in this case, the person that's making the recommendation, the recommendation, takes kind of like the the whole piece of the cake in terms of rewards. They probably get a commission uh, or some sort of like fixed you know uh, cash reward for every sale that they generate. Um, and in a lot of the cases, they don't really provide. This could change, but they don't, they don't necessarily have to provide an incentive for the friend or for the person that's being referred um, uh, in exchange for you know, for buying from from the store for the first time. So those are, I would say, the, the two main differences between um, affiliate in terms of the audience that these people are speaking to and also the rewards. And when it comes to what, what are good reward setups for referral marketing, um, I mean, it really depends. Uh, a rule of thumb that we typically use uh, when we talk to brands is that if you are selling a product that your customers can buy on a somewhat regular basis, um, offer them a discount on a future purchase for every friend that they refer. So that way you are incentivizing them to come back to your store for more. Um, but also, and going back to what I just mentioned about brands that your customers are speaking to, uh, in a lot of the cases, your customers are going to recommend your product because they think it's going to be useful for the friend or the family member that they're speaking to or the coworker, right? Um, and so in, in, in some cases, that referral is going to happen no matter what. So it, it, it makes sense to maybe give a bigger incentive to the friend who's the person that needs to try the product or try the brand for the first time. We've actually seen a lot of uh, referral programs that put a lot more emphasis on the friend side rather than the the advocate a kind of you know, commission or, or affiliate incentive and those tend to work really well so it, like i said earlier it's, it's a matter of listening to your customers and kind of from your own uh, from your own understanding of customers figuring out what's something that's going to incentivize them to, to go out and refer so when you mentioned that it's about uh the ones that have phrasing like refer a friend so is it like particular kinds of phrasings that you've uh, seen your clients use what are the most common phrases that people use within their software to get people to do the referrals you say refer a friend or refer like a business partner what do they say usually friend yeah that's mm. that's 100 what they what they use uh, friends and family but friends is the most um common one and mm. uh they also uh, use something that we that we like a lot, which is like share the love, you know. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you know, spread the word and, and share the love for for your for the brand that you're referring. Uh, but yeah, it's typically we, we actually want them to incentivize on the friend uh, because that again that that creates a lot uh, a lot closer connection to the people that they're they're speaking to. So more like like refer a friend and you can get this feature upgrade, or refer a friend and you can get a twenty percent discount on your plan or something like that. Right. Yeah. So refer mm -hmm. and get, uh, yeah, get 20% off your next purchase or refer a friend and get uh, a free product or like you said, or like a free upgrade. Um, yeah, that's uh, with kind of, kind of depending on the, 
the industry uh, and depending also the kind of the product that the brands are selling they typically uh try to play with that uh, we've seen for example a lot of uh, subscription boxes that um either give a free renewal uh for every friend that you refer or they kind of like you know double the number of products that you get in your next uh, uh you know package next month something along those lines but the most common ones uh, involve some sort of discount uh, for both the existing customer and the and the friend. Hmm. And how important do you think a word of mouth communication is in referral programs? Like, can you share an example from your journey at Referral Candy about how important word of mouth communication is in referral programs? Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. So the the, the thing about referral marketing is that it builds on on top of something that's already organic. Um, so if you have a good product, if you have happy customers overall, uh, they're going to naturally go out and tell their friends about the product they just bought, right? And and this is, I mean, it doesn't have to be just on e-commerce. I mean, word of mouth is something that happens on pretty much every single industry. And we've seen our referral candy too. I mean, I've talked to uh, a lot of merchants that were referred by other merchants because uh, they were using referral candy and they, they mentioned their experience using referral candy and they decided to try this out. So uh, it not only happens on the, on the B2C world, but also happens a lot in, in B2B world. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, the, the, the kind of like importance of, of word of mouth, it's something that you need to kind of embed in, in your entire uh, company organization, in my opinion. So the, pretty much everybody um, extremely uh, customer obsessed. Uh, make sure that that kind of like their whole goal is to make sure that every single customer that comes through, they are they're going to be happy overall with the, the service provided, and uh, and that's going to lead to organic referrals. Referral marketing can can build on top of that, and you can incentivize people to refer, but you can incentivize on something that's already there, right? If you have a if you have a bad product or or if you're made. Um, an incentive is not going to change their mind about whether they should refer, refer their their friends or not, right? Um, so, so again, it's it, we've we've definitely seen referrals uh, playing uh, an important part on on how we how we get customers for ourselves. Uh, but but like I said, it, it's it's all a matter of making sure that you have a product that's referable in the first place. Mm. And you mentioned community building in your rapid fire round, right? So how do you think one can go about building a community in the current market space where there's too much noise and too many communities? And how does one go about carving one's own brand's community? Yeah. So you wanted me to, uh, to say something controversial earlier, but uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the questions. <laughs> I, do, I do have one controversial example here. Um, of a company that, in my opinion, has been able to use community marketing um, in a somewhat to and uh, to kind of increase their their brand reach. Um, so Patagonia, the clothing brand, um, one thing that they did to be able to to build community marketing around themselves is, that especially uh, in the past couple of years, they were uh, they, they emphasized a lot on their company mission of. Um, you know, protecting the environment and and you know, stopping climate change and, and all of that. So they knew that by taking a political stance, I mean, which you know, shouldn't be political, but it is, unfortunately, uh, that that topic. Um, by getting political, they knew that they would probably alienate part of their customer base, but they also knew that 
by taking a strong position on something that was controversial, um, those existing customers that agree with them will be even more loyal to Patagonia because now they, they have one more reason to like the company and to you know, continue following them. And also for customers that didn't know, uh, or potential customers that didn't know about Patagonia, but the, the fact that they were you know, so vocal and, and they were kind of proactively reaching out about um, their, their stand on climate change, uh, they attracted more people to the brand. And actually, uh, the, the, there's, there's an interesting case study out there that explains how Patagonia was actually able to grow uh, their, their customer base and growing sales after they took uh, a political stand that a lot of brands might have said, well, maybe we shouldn't get into that, right? Um, so that's one example of how you can uh, build community marketing. It doesn't have to be creating a Facebook group or creating a, a Slack channel, which also works really well. Um, sometimes it's just about being active on your company mission and kind of sharing, being transparent on, on what your company believes in. And if you share a core belief in your company that you know your customers are sharing it too, uh, that's definitely going to resonate with them. And at the end of the day, it's all about building a loyal uh, group of people around your brand. So that, that's all that matters, really. <laughs> well, that was very controversial. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. I guess uh, a lot of politics or like triggering people does lead to discussions. I think what, what comes to mind is the Gillette ad that was about, you know, toxic masculinity that immediately got a lot of people talking and immediately built a community anyway, irrespective of whether it did them bad or good. It got everyone talking about them. So there must be something to controversial marketing. I think that's like a whole genre of marketing that uh, we don't dabble in, except in interviews when I ask people, so tell me something controversial about referring. So, but okay, <laughs> cool. So, and uh, <laughs> tell me about uh, what is candybar.co? How does it help companies to engage with their clients and customers? Yeah, so candybar is something that we launched, uh, I was like four years ago. And, uh, uh, it was basically a way of uh, allowing uh, small companies, especially brick and mortar. So this is actually a, pro a project that we have that's outside of e-commerce. Uh, the goal was to help a brick and mortar stores to uh, engage with their customers more and create uh, loyalty programs. So initially the, the idea was to translate the traditional paper, uh, paper cards that, you know, that we all probably have in our wallets with uh, stamps, uh, put them on your phone. Uh, and by being able to put that that loyalty card on your on your phone, uh, also the merchant will be able to uh, you know get some interesting stats that otherwise they wouldn't be able to to have. Actually, you know, stats are not really a thing in the brick and mortar uh, world. So we were trying to kind of like bring more uh, insights and transparency into into that market as well. So yeah, we've been running it for for a few years. Uh, obviously, you know, with COVID, it was a little bit more uh, difficult, especially for those merchants because they a lot of them had to kind of shut down their their facilities, or they had to, you know, just do um, uh, takeaway or, or pickup. Um, but you know, we're still, we're still, we're still there. Uh, we also some of those brick and mortars to trans transition into uh, e-commerce if they need to, and and if they transition into e-commerce, see how we can help them with referral candy. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a, an interesting ride to to see how you can kind of like bring some of these loyalty and, and also potentially referrals um, into the brick and mortar world, which is obviously uh, totally different so besides this what other new challenge is referral candy right now trying to tackle what's your biggest challenge right now 
So we're actually in the process of it. Uh, we're we're uh, in the process of figuring out what's kind of the next thing that merchants are are really thinking about and build a product around that. So uh, fortunately, we don't have any announcements yet, um, but I'm sure we will in the next few few months. I mean, we we want to get something uh, that that merchants are actually needing uh, and and get it out in the market uh, sometime next year. Um, but yeah, we're still in the process of figuring figuring that out. What's what's exactly what merchants are struggling with that we can help on? You could have leaked something right now that would have been controversial. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, then the last question is, which I ask everyone: What would you be doing if not this? If not working for Referral Candy, what would you be doing as a marketer or as whatever? Interesting. Um... So I was, uh, before Referral, Referral Candy, I was actually working uh, for a very small startup. I was doing sales. Um, we were, it was a service business. We we're actually selling um, recruitment services and different um, from, from what I did back then. I'll probably be doing sales, to be honest. Uh, if I wasn't uh, working in, on partnerships and business development, which is what I'm doing right now, I'll probably be uh in some some sales room you know uh, having to about you know dials per day and and carrying quotas and all of that uh, which it's a world of like as well so that's probably where i will be actually all right well that's all for this interview thanks everyone for joining us for this month's episode of outgrows marketer of the month that was raul galera who is the chief advocate at referral candy thanks for joining us raul thanks for having me Check out their website for more details and we'll see you once again next month with another Marketer of the Month.